0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make america wealthy again we will make america strong again we will make america proud again and we will make america great again. good evening friends and welcome pro-life leader frank pavone here of priests for life thank you for coming on to praying for america Our weeknight program where we uh, we just rally ourselves around this great movement to save America, this great MAGA movement. And uh, I really appreciate you being here. We look at what's going on. We look at it in the light of the word of God. And I want to talk about the Hunter Biden indictment. A couple of key points here, really. In fact, let me start off by inviting you to put in the comments what you think is the most important single point about this Hunter Biden indictment and and in terms of what it means for our country moving forward. What's the one single point that is most important? That's what we're going to get at here uh, tonight. We're going to look at it, of course, in light of two things. What the word of God says. We always look at everything in terms of the word of God here and how that relates to all this garbage coming out now about the Biden dark money And, um, but but what is deeper than that? And secondly, how this relates to how the Democrats deal with God. There's a deep connection here. All this garbage is from the Democrats. Their attempt to hide it, it's all, again, from the Democrats. But is that connected with the way they deal with God and the mention of God, or the lack of mention of God? It certainly is. And the passage I'm gonna start with tonight from the scriptures here, will clue you right in immediately to how this works and why this is true. We're going to go to the third chapter of John's Gospel. We're going to start with a, one of the, probably the most famous verse in the Bible. And then we're going to draw an important lesson from this. It all hangs together. What we're about to say here, the Hunter Biden indictment, and the dealing with the way they deal with God. So let's go into the Word of God together. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But whoever does what is true, Comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. Let us pray. Father, our nation is facing an unprecedented uh, moment here, where the two leading contenders of for the presidency of the United States are are being are attacking through are being attacked through lawfare, and in one case by a complete weaponization of government, and in the other case, while weaponizing government, by the complete moral corruption within their family. Lord God, we see unprecedented use of the the mechanisms of justice to determine the direction of our politics. Unprecedented in American history, but Lord, there's something deeper going on here, and that is the battle between light and darkness. We know that this is a spiritual battle. We know that this is a battle between good and evil, but how is that exactly playing out? And we see, Lord God, that when the light, your Son, Jesus Christ, came into the world to introduce, to reveal, and to enable us to live a whole new way of life, that introduced a deep and profound battle because the battle precisely is that there are those who hate the light, want to snuff it out, want to run away from it themselves, want to abide in darkness. And Lord God, that that is because their deeds are evil. They want to shut down the light and they want to shut down all those who bear witness to the light because if the light is shown Their own wickedness is exposed. Lord, help us to see how this applies in the case of the Biden corruption family. God, free our nation from corruption. Lord, part of making America great again is freeing us from corruption, freeing us from this evil, therefore exposing the light, therefore speaking the truth. Help us to speak the truth, help us to do the truth. And as the world prepares to celebrate the coming of your Son, May he come powerfully and vigorously into our own souls and into our public life in America. We pray through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Follow me here because we're going we're to apply this biblical analysis. You know, more I've said to you before, more citizens, and I'm sure you hear it, more voters than ever before, and more commentators who might not necessarily be dealing with spiritual things all the time, but nevertheless are saying this more than ever, that these political divides that we have in our, in our nation right now, the political tensions, the, the way that the 2024 elections are shaping up, and the cultural battles that we have, really are manifestations of a fundamental battle between good and evil. You believe that. Don't you hear more and more people saying that than ever before? We see this unfolding more powerfully each and every day. But we need to understand... The biblical and spiritual dynamics of how is this a battle between good and evil? And what do we do 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 with it? Okay, so let's apply this to the Hunter Biden indictment. First of all, the basics. So this this is a moral victory for us, first of all, right off the bat. Because um, special uh, counsel David Weiss was criticized by all of us for being too lenient on Hunter Biden and everything that has happened so far in the, uh, in the evidence against him and, and his family. So now um, he uh, was put in, into a position uh, where now he has come out with an indictment that at the, at the core of it is that Biden failed to pay, Hunter failed to pay around $1.4 million in taxes on about $7 million of income, including a million-dollar salary from the Ukrainian energy company Burisma and a one-third cut of a $3 million uh, payment purportedly to help a Romanian business person conduct bribery charges. Now, okay, so, so you've got a lot of stuff revolving here. It's a total of nine charges, three felonies and six misdemeanors, all relating to tax evasion and tax related matters. Okay. Now, I saw one news report saying, oh, well, this is very different from the, uh, you know, charges being brought against President Trump because uh, Hunter Biden never held or sought public office. And even though these are serious matters he's being charged with, it's not a fundamental threat to American democracy like the charges are against President Trump. But, of course, a trial would be, I'm quoting from a news uh, report here, embarrassing for his father, the President Joe Biden. Total misreading of the situation. It's not that it would be embarrassing. It's not embarrassment that's at stake here for Joe Biden. It's well beyond that, and it's way deeper than that. It's implication. This is about Joe Biden. Here's the most, I asked you at the beginning, what's the most important point to be brought out of all this? And I'm going to summarize it for you by by giving you two words. One is actually an acronym. The other one is a word that appears in the indictment. And these these are the two critical words of this whole thing. And a lot of news reports about this are missing it entirely. And, of course, the the fake news media want to miss it entirely. Here's the word that appears in the indictment that is the most critical thing here moving forward. Lobbyist. And the other word, which is an acronym, is THARA. Now, some of you are following this more closely know exactly what I'm saying, where I'm going with this. The indictment identifies Biden as a lobbyist. So, it's not just tax evasion on the money that he was making. It's the manner in which he made it and the role he played while making it. If he's a lobbyist, and if this money is coming from these other countries, it mentions Burisma and the Ukraine, right? Romania, China's involved. Russia, if you lobby on behalf of a foreign government, there is a law called the for, uh, the the foreign agents registration act that you have to register in other words you're doing work on behalf of another country you've got to tell the United states about it you're 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 an American citizen you're doing work for another country lobbying on in the interests of another country you've got to tell the u s government about it just 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 register as a as a as a as a a uh, a foreign um Uh, agent. He didn't do that. There's no question in the world. No dispute. He didn't do that. And what is he selling? Here's the point. You look at all these business dealings. The the, the president's brother is involved and, and, and all other people in the family. What's the Biden family business? In other words, what you know, look. You start a business. Maybe it's a bakery. I was talking with a gentleman the other day. who runs a a, a, a very successful uh, bakery in New Jersey. Uh, you know, maybe you're selling pastries, right? You're selling bread and bread products. What's your business? You run in a gas station. What are you providing to the to the to the public to your co- your customers? What are you getting paid for? And, and and when you ask that question about the Biden family, the Biden family business is Joe Biden. As vice president, and now as president, the Biden family business is Joe. What, what, what energy experience did Hunter Biden have that would qualify him to be on the board of a, of a Ukrainian energy company? But What kind of of service was he providing to the people? Friends, we've dealt with this before. All kinds of commentators are talking about it. The business he provided was access to Joe. That's just as clear as day. Now, the fact that the indictment, a formal legal document, identifies him as a lobbyist, opens up the door here for further action. That he violated Pharaoh. This is where this needs to go. And this is the most important aspect of this. I want to throw in a third word. There are three key words here to keep in mind. And then we're going to relate this to the scriptures and to how the, the, the Democrat Party deals with God. Three key words here. Lobbyist. Farah. You see, the good news is that Weiss was, you know, essentially uh, uh, pressured into taking further action here, rightly so, against Hunter Biden. The, the, the bad news is they didn't get to the real core of the matter. They, they, they opened the door, they did open the door by calling him a lobbyist. They didn't get to the real core of the matter, which is a violation of the, Federal, uh, the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And then the implication that that involves with Joe Biden, because he's lobbying obviously for some kind of influence with the American government. Oh, my dad happens to be the vice president. Oh, you think that's not a relevant fact that everybody knows? You think that's not a relevant motivation? You think that's not the essence of what Hunter Biden has given to these these foreign people? But then there's one more word, okay? I want you to remember three words as this Hunter Biden stuff continues to unfold and Congress continues. God bless the Republicans in Congress. They are continuing full force to unpack all of this. The word lobbyist, the acronym FARA, and then that includes Joe Biden, because to the extent that Joe Biden is involved here, when you, then you got a, you, got a, you got a vice president and now a president who's a foreign agent. And then well, here's the third word. And I want to thank Dan Bongino for being the one who's bringing, bringing, I think, the most attention to this point. I've talked about it before as well, and and he's been, I think, at the forefront of pointing out the following. Obama. The Democrats and the whole Democrat machine is more interested, far more interested in protecting Obama than Biden. And they know full well that if this starts unraveling, Hunter Biden was, was doing foreign uh, uh, lobbying. He, he didn't register, as, but he was given access to the vice president at that time. Well, who was the president? You're going gonna to try to tell us that President Obama didn't know what his vice president was doing in regard to these foreign countries and doing all kinds of things for them and obtaining all kinds of favors for them through his son, who meanwhile hides from the US government and therefore from the American people that he's doing work for foreign countries? Obama is implicated in this, Obama. Joe Biden, you know, if he got mad at the the Democrat party, if they pushed him out of the race against his will, he he could start talking too. If he flipped, can you imagine how the Obamas would be afraid of that? Okay, there's a lot of corruption here in the life of the Bidens, in the life of Obama, in their work, in, go- in high government positions. Here's the point. Going biblically, the light has come into the world. There are those who hate the light. Why? Because their deeds are evil and they don't want their deeds to be exposed. President Trump and the MAGA movement, as part of making America great, want transparency. President Trump's administration was the most transparent in history. He goes, he uses social media, what, to manifest his thoughts and desires. Some people say, oh, well, we can't control his mouth. (laughs) You're missing the point. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's speaking so that people know exactly what he's thinking and feeling, even when it's, it's, uh, it's abrasive most transparent Presidency in history, and that's good for the nation. Better than having all these backroom foreign deals selling out America on the part of the highest officials in the nation and their families. You would prefer that to some abrasive tweets? Come on! The MAGA movement and President Trump are shining a light They're exposing corruption like never before and promising to root it out of government. And President Trump is repeating this promise that when he begins his second term, when he gets back in the White House, he's going to dismantle this whole structure of corruption. And the other side, guilty as they are in their conscience, all of a sudden they try to turn that around and say, oh, he's going to act like a dictator. How utterly stupid. They, not only that they are, how utterly stupid they think we are. Now, in many ways, they're clever as a serp- as serpents. But brothers and sisters, this is what's going on. We're exposing the, the corruption, right? So the corrupt want to fight against the light. Now, all of this is based on the first and the last word of this passage I read to you from John chapter 3 is God. God is the light. He becomes flesh in Jesus Christ. We're getting ready to celebrate Christmas. And so if you acknowledge God, you're acknowledging that there's an objective moral standard. You can't acknowledge God and say there's no moral standard. God is the standard. And the light that exposes the darkness is ultimately God coming forward in Christ. Democrats want to protect Obama first and foremost. They want to protect Biden because they want to protect Obama. Therefore, they want to protect Hunter because they want to protect Biden because they want to protect Obama. Because they want to protect their power. This is how it works. So to save, to preserve their power, and MAGA movement is exactly the inverse of that. Power belongs to the people. It's exactly the inverse of the ridiculous assertion, like we talked about a few nights ago, of calling Trump a dictator. It's exactly the opposite of that. It's power for the people, but the other side doesn't like that because there's too much light there. There's too much accountability there. So, you know, you have a... Biden is more like a dictator. You got these dictator democrats. They can hide things very easily. When you have 300 million people doing something, that's by definition that's out in the open. There's no way to hide that. So the way they deal with this is to ignore God. Make believe God does not exist. Now that's pretty hard. You know, in, when the United States, we're on our currency, we have in God our trust. When our Declaration of Independence mentions God four times. When God and religion are so much part of the DNA of the American Republic. How in the world do you ignore God? Well, you start by ignoring Him. You start by failing to mention Him. Remember the Democrat Convention? It, and it doesn't have to be that it happened every single time. It happened a couple of times. In the Convention, in their official gatherings, when they said the Pledge of Allegiance... Remember the 2020 Democrat Convention? A lot of online stuff was happening online. and pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And this is exactly how some of them, these Democrat leaders at the convention did it. Watch what I do. The United States of America, one nation, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. What did they leave out? Under God. They literally left out the words under God. Now, lest you think this was just some quirk of a couple of people who were leading the prayers of the convention, on May the 5th, 2021, having been sworn in as president, the National Day of Prayer rolled around. And for the first time in American history, a president issuing a proclamation on the National Day of Prayer didn't mention God. Let me read part of the proclamation. Notice what's absent. On this National Day of Prayer, We unite with purpose and resolve and recommit ourselves to the core freedoms that help define and guide our nation from its earliest days. We celebrate our incredible good fortune that as Americans, we can exercise our convictions freely, no matter our faith or beliefs. Let us find in our prayers, however they are delivered, the determination to overcome adversity, rise above our differences and come together as one nation to meet this moment in history. My goodness, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to when you pray? Where's God? We have a national day of prayer. You look at the, the proclamations over our entire history of presidents like like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington and various different occasions, whether it's prayer days, Thanksgiving, they convoked prayer days all the time. God was front and center. And they're calling him our Lord, our judge, our Savior, Jesus Christ. They invoked him by name. Here, the man doesn't, first time in history, doesn't even mention God. And then, fast forward two and a half years later, Thanksgiving, that we just celebrated in 2023. I've got his proclamation here, Joe Biden's Thanksgiving proclamation. You know, we have Thanksgiving Day every year, but 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 the president issues a proclamation about it. Oh, I'm going to read portions of it here. As families, loved ones, and friends across the country come together to celebrate Thanksgiving, we, let us be grateful for all the blessings of this nation and its limitless possibilities. Grateful to whom? Throughout our country's history, this season of reflection and giving thanks comes in good times and tough ones. Before there was a United States of America, the pilgrims celebrated Thanksgiving in honor of their first successful harvest and the support and generosity of the Wampanoag people who made it possible. Okay. So are we thanking one another? Are we thanking Mother Nature? Are we thanking God? doesn't say. Amid the fierce battle for our nation's independence, General George Washington and his troops celebrated Thanksgiving on the way to Valley Forge. Okay, whom did they thank? During the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed Thanksgiving a national holiday to honor the blessings of our country, even as he fought to preserve our union. It wasn't honoring the blessings of our country. He was calling on people to worship the Almighty God. In fact, Lincoln said... We, in the second inaugural address, remember, we have forgotten God. He said it as a rebuke to the nation, as a a declaration of repentance. We have forgotten God. Uh, Later in this, here, let me read the official part here of the proclamation. Now I, therefore, Joseph R. Biden, Jr., President of the United States of America, God help us, why is that the case? By virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim Thursday, November 23rd, 2023, as a national day of thanksgiving, I encourage the people of the United States of America to join together and give thanks for the friends, neighbors, family members, and strangers who have supported each other over the past year in a reflection of goodwill and unity. But how about a reflection of our faith in God? He doesn't mention God. Now, again, this is not just, you know, us as religious people venting because he didn't mention God. This is directly tied in with what we're seeing with this Hunter Biden indictment and the danger that this puts them in as a crime family. They identify him as a lobbyist. Okay, well, first of all, why, Weiss, why, why aren't you zeroing in on Farah? Why aren't you zeroing in on the bigger crime here? Well, because they're still trying to hide it. See, they're trying to make it seem like, oh, yeah, you see, well, we apply justice, you know, without regard to partisanship. Oh, yeah, no, it is in regard to partisanship because you're, you're missing the whole main point here. Sure, we're happy to see you dealing with the tax evasion stuff. That's serious. But it's connected with foreign countries. Where's, the, where's his registration? because they want to hide this stuff their deeds are corrupt talk about corrupt deeds you know this indictment uh, exposes uh, hunter biden for for uh, expenditures vast expenditures on here. here I'm quoting it drugs escorts and girlfriends luxury hotels and rental properties exotic cars clothing and other items of a personal nature oh you couldn't pay your taxes, but you, you spent exorbitant amounts on on that stuff. For fear that their deeds will be exposed, they don't come near the light. Not only do they not mention God, but they try to shut Him out, shut us up when we mention Him, but to shut Him out of public acknowledgement. Again, you can't ignore Thanksgiving, right? you got to have a Thanksgiving proclamation. But just do it without... Mentioning the one who, whose very existence establishes a moral standard that you're saying now the nation must abide by, which then is going to lead to exposing your deeds of darkness. There is a way out. We can still save this country, and we know what we've got the road map right here. Let's continue proclaiming the Lord and His Word, exposing this darkness, and let's understand we've got them on the run, but they are tyrants and they are wicked hiders of their own evil, and we have got to keep confronting that. We're using, whether using the methods of government, the oversight power of Congress, using elections to get these people out of power, and then bringing in President Trump and his team who are absolutely committed from day one to exposing the deep state and this corruption like never before and rooting it out of our public way of life. That is making America great again. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for the light. The world is preparing to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. He is the light and he makes us the light. Lord, we need these Democrats out of power. They are anti-life, they want the killing of babies, they don't care about the Constitution, they're corrupt to the core, and Lord God, we thank you that we've got Republicans in office who are, who are working in courageous ways to expose this, and we thank you that we have courageous whistleblowers who are, who are showing this corruption as well. Enable us to continue to expose it and enable us, Lord, in our voting decisions to elect those who are saying very clearly that and how they will expose it. Bless America, save America. Friends, thanks for joining me for Praying for America. Uh, Stay connected with us. Our main website is endabortion.us. That's that's a big part of the corruption, isn't it? This idea that you can kill babies, it all all hangs together in in a terrible, terrible recipe of darkness. But we will get free from this because we are not hiding God. We are bringing Him from the center. God bless you for your efforts. Stay in contact. and. Let, us know, let others know about Praying for America. See you next time. Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the Ministry of Priests for Life, which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much, and be assured of our daily prayers for you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.